friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast. John Eldridge and Morgan Snyder interrupting the series that we were doing on New Frontiers. We interrupted it last week and we're going to interrupt it again this week with a little two-part <laughs> conversation because we just felt so powerfully moved. Um, and if you missed the conversation in the week of August 10th, go back and grab that. Because in this hour right now, we are all aware of this low-grade PTSD that we're living with. Honestly, there are genuine levels of trauma in every person's life, from the experience of living with constant uncertainty to the bombardment of negative messaging. Uh, negative messaging, by the way, is something like 20 times more powerful than positive messaging. And you know this, right? You just released a book. And 19 people can write you and say, oh my gosh, thank you for becoming a king. It's so good, so helpful. And one person emails you and go, man, what was that? That was terrible writing. And what do you remember? Oh, I'm thinking yeah. about that guy. Yeah, right? He stays st with you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. The brain literally holds on to it yes. longer. Negative messaging. So not only do you have the constant uncertainty, but we've been bombarded, you know, for some reason... The news outlets have felt compelled to focus on mostly the negative messaging around the pandemic, which actually has a lot of positive sides to it. Like the mortality rate of this pandemic is extraordinarily low. It's it's like 0.6%. I mean, and there's such heroic stories yes. of God intervening yes. in the midst, right? Yes. yes, exactly. So we interrupted last week to talk about the need to strengthen our union with God. Because you got one source and one hope right now. And as we were praying about, um, what do we do, Lord? What do we do with this mad hour that we're living in? He said, strengthen your union with me. Those are your orders. And we come back this week because we ended the conversation last week with, well, there are things that you do, all of us do, that erode our union with God. Things like worry and speculation, things like total distractedness, pace of life, just, just, just the hurry, just rushing, rushing, rushing. Things that, that erode our union, things that take your attention off of Christ. This time we wanted to come back with just some very, very simple counsel of simple daily things you can do that strengthen your union with Jesus, strengthen your union with Christ. And so without a lot of fanfare or big sexy stories, we just we just want to offer some really simple counsel. And I ended last week with the assault on our attention, so I'll pick it up this week. I have to give him my attention. And what that means for me very practically is as soon as I wake up in the morning, as I feel myself waking up, I'm coming back into, you know, conscious life, I start saying Jesus. I just start saying the name Jesus, 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 Jesus. And it's doing all kinds of things within me. Yeah. It's calibrating myself back to the presence of God. It's also invoking him. But what I really mean in that is, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, help me. Jesus, strengthen me. Jesus, come into this day. But before I get out of bed, right there, just Jesus, Jesus, or, or the other 
the other morning I was saying, Father, fill me, mm. Father, fill me, Lord, rescue me. Some version of that. What, what has your attention as you first wake is a good starting place. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. My thoughts went to something very similar on that, John. I remember some younger men were sitting with Dallas Willard and they asked the question fairly, what do you do on an ordinary day to stay rooted in God? And in Dallas-esque way, he very slowly paused and then said, you have to be very careful with that question. Indeed, there are no ordinary days. Mm. Just that, right? Just permission to say, there are no such thing as ordinary days. But he went on to ask the question, what is it that you can do every day? And that's when a discipline began for me, mm. very similarly, of before I get out of bed, I declare just in my spirit, I am a son, yes. God, you are my father, yes. and I invite you to father me today. Yes. And what I noticed in the pandemic, the combination of everything swirling in the world and my own personal story of launching, becoming a king, it felt like I was, I was kind of subsisting on like power bars spiritually. Like yes. it was nourishment, but yes. it was just enough. It wasn't a feast. There you go. And I needed more. And what I found is I added the second piece to that morning ritual. It's very short, but it was, and now help me remember what you did yesterday as my mm. father. And mm. so before I even get out of bed, it's orienting every day to show me. Yes. And so this morning before I woke, before I turned to here are my meetings and here's my mission and here's what the kids need, it was, oh, Last night when that storm came in and the kids were tended to and Sherry was busy doing things, you prompted me, Father, to grab Sherry and say, let's just sit for a minute and just watch the storm. Mm. Let me make you a drink. Mm. We're going to watch the storm. Mm. And for 10 minutes, like we were wealthy. Yeah. It's just a little shift. But to remember it yes. and go, okay, it's that Father that's actually infusing me yes. and providing, initiating and providing what I need to go forth. Yes. This may seem very obvious, friends, but for union with Christ, you do need to present yourself for union with Christ. Knowing about him is one thing, having faith in him is a good thing, but I present myself to you today for union with you. And then, you know, we put out the pause app and other resources to go. And I do that often through my day. I stop and give myself to you for union with you. Morgan, you turned me on to an app that you use. Mm -hmm. Lexio 365. 365. Yeah. 10 minutes. That's awesome. Yep. That'll work. And the spirit is, you don't have to do anything but show up, right? So many of my spiritual practices are, I have to engage on a pretty high level. That one, and that's one of my disciplines, I do probably five out of seven days, find a quiet place in summer, it's outside. And I just hit play and begin with pausing, begin with breathing, 10 minutes. Yes. But it orients me to scriptures, to fresh psalms, to fresh prayers, to one idea, and I feel more saturated. Yeah, so the app is called Lexio 365. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Yep. For me, worship, music, it's just a no-brainer. Played in the car, played in the house, but intentional moments of putting the headphones on I need union, and so I'm going to worship 
and there's a whole set of things that go with that. Sometimes it's just receiving, and sometimes it's adoring, and you know, sometimes this is capturing my frenzied thoughts. You know, so it does a lot of different yeah. things in in different moments of of worship. But just the simple practice of uh, get worship in your day, every day, somewhere. Turn a song on, morning, evening, noon, car time, somewhere. Yep. Another one for me is returning back to places that have historically been kind of faucets to turn on the river of life that I've just walked away from. Right? Son of Laughter is a book written by Frederick Beekner. I've probably read it seven times. And every time it does more in me than ever mm. before. Mm. It's going on a road trip and I have a stack of two dozen new books to read, right? I'm a voracious reader, but it was that book that the Spirit said, grab it. And I get in, I get in ruts. I get stuck. It's like on those backcountry roads in Colorado, you know, that sticky mud where it's wet and you can't get out of the rut no matter how hard you try. And so sometimes I have to acknowledge what have I done for a while? It's just not producing the life. I need to put it aside. Mm -hmm. And what used to that I could return to? So I went through the story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob with fresh eyes, new insights, because I'm different than last time God used that to infuse me with his life. And it turned me back to scripture with these fresh ideas, fresh questions, fresh conversation with my kids and my wife, all by returning to an older treasure that, mm. that had a lot of dust on it. Mm. This one might seem surprising at first. What do I do to restore my union with God, to strengthen my union with God? Forgive, forgive. The world is disappointing, friends. There's a lot of things that just come up short. You know, that trip comes up short. That conversation comes up short. That birthday comes up. It just is, right? It's forgiving. Because when I'm in unforgiveness, when I'm in anger, frustration, resentment, oh, that just cuts me off. It just cuts me off. And so I find, you know, that famous prayer now from the Pause app, I give everyone and everything to you. I also pray often I just forgive everyone everything. Mm. I don't even need to name it. I just go, I just forgive everyone. And just instantly, my union with Christ is closer again. Like, oh, there you are. There you are back again. Forgive the world. I forgive the moment. Like, I just forgive. Mm. Another piece for me is I talked about with, you know, the Lectio 365, the beauty of I don't have to make it happen. I've learned to set kind of a liturgical rhythm, and I mean that in the most non-religious way in my year, that there are things I return to that bring me life in seasons. I love bow hunting, and I don't do it nearly as much as I'd like, and it's not a full year-round pursuit as I'd love it to be. But what I love more than the hunting is the preparation because the pressure's off and it's a place of intimacy. And so there's a couple places I get to shoot, just practice with my bow around town. And it's not an activity. It's not a hobby. Mm. It's a conduit for intimacy. Mm. And I told Sherry this weekend I was out and it was the first time I, God bestowed a new bow on me last July. So we are over a year. And I told Sherry last Saturday was the first time that I actually gave it a couple hours of really dialing the, the sight and this rest and um, these new arrows of how I work with it, this intimacy, this interaction. And 
the idea was it needed my time, but I know that every summer I return to these places where I start shooting constantly, places where I start doing hill workouts that aren't my typical workouts. But it's part of my liturgy that I know God meets me in those places. So when I'm in those geographies, mm. I know that I've encountered him mm. before. And so I, I recollect those encounters. And it's almost like a check-in with God, but it's setting a liturgy of sorts that it's not always up to me to figure mm. out the next thing. Mm. Mm. Scripture one of the things Stacy and I found really helpful during the quarantine was reading it out loud to each other or just reading it out loud to ourselves. Hearing the scripture read has an effect on the soul and on your spirit that draws you back into union with God. And our pal Brian Harden's got the daily oh, yeah. audio Bible podcast and he bless his heart man. Awesome. He's been for years and he just reads through the bible in a year you know so all of you who wanted to do one of those programs but could never sustain it brian's doing it for you and you can miss two days three days and just hit play don't worry about it just pick up wherever mm. um to hear someone else reading the scripture to you enormously helpful mm. Something else Stacy and I picked up in these months of just high, high pressure, high drain, is we actually started celebrating the sacraments much more often. We would have communion, spur of the moment, in the evening, in our home. And, you know, gang, whatever tradition mm -hmm. you're from, the sacraments work. They are a mystery by which grace comes to us. There is a life that comes to you through it. So worship, scripture, prayer, sacraments, these things nourish and strengthen our union with Jesus. But I'm going to spend some time with you now focusing on one. There is one practice above all others that is remarkable in its power to restore your heart's actual union with Jesus, your mind's actual union with him, your will, your being, and it is loving God. It is loving God. The, the active participation of your being in, I love you, God. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. And entering into the actual practice of it, I remember it was Nowen or Muggeridge or one of the Catholic writers I was reading years ago. He had gone to do an interview with Mother Teresa and then grabbed the moment at the end for himself. And after official business was done, said, hey, just me personally, Here's my crazy life. Here's my pace of things. I have so much on my plate. I want to be a devoted follower. What, what do I do to stay close to God? What do I do to cultivate union with Jesus? And bless her heart, she said, just two things. Just two things. Spend an hour a day adoring your Lord. And then just don't do anything that you know to be morally wrong and you'll be fine. And I remember hearing that advice and going, an hour 
a day adoring Jesus? Like, whoa, that's just too high of a bar. I just already get an F. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not anywhere near that. But the beauty of it is I read that story 20 years ago, and it stuck mm. with me, see, because there was truth in it. And over time, taking five minutes, taking three minutes, one song to just say, I love you, I love you, I love you, to focus on the act of I love you, Jesus. And then his attributes, mm -hmm. God, I, I love you for your kindness. Thank you for being kind to my wife last week. Oh, God, I love you for your truth. Thank you for your truthfulness. Our horse was injured, and I had to go walk him the other night. And uh, it was a hassle, and I didn't want to be there. But once I was standing next to him, I was looking at the marvel that a horse or a dog or a bird is. And just I just started thanking you. And I was using the moment to love God. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm... I am way, way, way adrift here. I got to get my union back. And I'm like, I love you, Jesus, for creation. I love you for a dog's ear. I love their ears. Mm. I love you for a hummingbird's feathers. I, it just things like that that help you begin to genuinely love Jesus a, as a practice. You're loving him with even your senses, right? You're loving him with your sight. Yes. The yes. dexterity of it, the yes. textures yes. and touching. Yep. Like it's an embodied yes. sense of love. Yes. And John, as you were sharing, it was fascinating. That's where you went because I've been spending a good bit of time in Revelation thinking of this author, John. He is an aged saint that he's been battered and beaten, but he was one of Jesus's closest companions. And I just, as the years go on, I read the scriptures more and more of thinking about the author's heart mm. that God would entrust with that message. And mm. it's the same John that he had the revelation of being God's favorite. Yes. You know, I am the beloved, right? Yes. The one whom Jesus loves, not to the exclusion of others, no. but he knew it. Yes. And and he has these messages to like-hearted allies, and he's he's speaking the voice of God of, I see you, I see you, and this is where I see your lack, a father calling out to his people. And as you shared that, what came to me was that message to Ephesus where he's getting this revelation where it says, I see you, I see your hard work, I see your perseverance. Okay, so this is Jesus to one of the churches in Revelation. Exactly. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So it's yep. coming through John, but it's Jesus's message to a group of like-hearted allies. He says, I know your hard work. I know your perseverance. I know you can't tolerate wickedness. I know that you've tested those who have claimed to be apostles but are not, and you found them false. You've persevered through hardship for my name, and you're not grown fully weary, but yet... This is what you lack. You've forsaken your first love. Mm. You've forsaken your first love. And John, I, I think a lot of our allies, like their hearts are in the trim, right? In a lot of ways, like we're, we're fighting the good fight. We're loving well. And guys, like we champion you. We hear your stories. Like, well done. You're doing it. And I think that voice of Christ coming through that message, it's not as much discipline is its invitation. It's a beckoning to say, yes. I want to be rivers of life for you. Yes. And so below the hard work, what will it mm. take to turn towards me, receive my love and love me back? It's just so good. Uh, it is so good because both in Revelation and, and Jesus in Matthew 24, 
Paul to Timothy, Paul and Thessalonians, there, there are warnings that the last days are going to be filled with so much just bad behavior, so much political hatred and all that. It says the love of many will grow cold. Like it just wears you down yeah. and, and it wears your loving down. Um, and, and the invitation of Jesus in, in John you know, 15 is... I am the vine, you are the branches, right? He says, remain in me, and I will remain in you. So cultivating union, cultivating oneness, strengthening our union through abstaining from stuff that just totally pulls us away from God. And that may include people, by the way, that pull you away from God, but practicing on a daily basis, practicing the things that strengthen your union with God and above all else, loving him. I love you. I love you. I love you, God. I love you in the midst of the disappointment. I love you in the midst of my fears. And you're just sort of collecting your whole being, your soul, your thoughts, your heart. You're just collecting yourself into one act of loving. And as you're doing that, you are literally being reunited to the God of the universe. You're being restored in an actual intertwined being. It's not just metaphor. Like, no, the oneness is a reality. And from that, your strength for this hour so, dear friends, we just felt moved so, so strongly to urge you to make strengthening your union with Jesus your number one thing right now, because nothing else is going to mm-hmm. encourage you to do this in the mad world. Make it your number one thing so that you are strong for the days ahead. 